It's 6 p.m. and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Thursday, March 9th, and this is your KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jem. The effects of recent and upcoming winter storms continue to rattle much of California's northern coast and the Sierra Nevada. The California report covers recovery efforts in communities like Santa Cruz and San Bernardino counties. Then, after a local weather update, News Director Claudio Mendoza speaks with Craig Griesbach, Nevada County's Director of Emergency Services, about the role of the Office of Emergency Services in its whole, as well as a new survey that they just released to Nevada County residents. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. More wet weather is headed our way, and this latest storm is once again bringing concerns about widespread flooding. Forecasters are predicting as much as a foot of rain in the Sierra Nevada and several inches along the northern coast of California, the Bay Area, and the Central Coast. Chad Hecht is with the Scripps Center for Western Weather and Water Extremes. Storms like this that happen in later in the season when we've already had a fairly active stretch of precipitation, that precipitation will run off much more easily and will result in a bigger hydrologic response in some of the rivers across the state. Areas that were hit hard by a string of atmospheric rivers in January are already preparing for possible flooding. Evacuation warnings have been issued to thousands in Fresno, Madera, and Mariposa counties. Here's Fresno County Sheriff Lieutenant Brandon Purcell. Now is just not the time to be traveling. Now is not the time to be heading up to the mountains. And in Santa Cruz County... Making sure that folks have food and fuel in their homes, that their devices are charged. We may be subject to prolonged outages again. That's Dave Reed with Santa Cruz County's Office of Response, Recovery and Resilience. Rain will likely be heaviest this afternoon and evening before tapering off tomorrow. Desperation has turned into anger for many people in the San Bernardino Mountains east of Los Angeles. At least 12 people are dead since a rare blizzard hit nearly two weeks ago. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department says just one death in a traffic accident was caused by the storms. As residents continue to dig out, many are blasting the county for not helping them more quickly. Amid the criticism, a group of volunteers has hastily come together to deliver supplies. From KVCR, Madison Ament reports. Volunteers gather in a church parking lot at the base of the mountains. The snow looks beautiful from here, but up higher, it's cut people off from vital supplies for days. This is our donation drop-off point. Frida Nelson has been organizing donations for the last week. Some people come, um, and companies and organizations come, and they're dropping off the food, and one way or another, we're getting it up to the mountain. Like many of the volunteers, Nelson evacuated before the blizzard and hasn't been able to get home. The county has plowed hundreds of miles of roads, but many are only wide enough for one car and are difficult to maneuver. Many smaller roads are still snowed in or walled off with 10-foot piles of snow that plows left behind. What has made it out are people's pleas for help, which tugged at Nelson. I'm not going to just sit here and watch and hear all these stories on Facebook and um, people texting and calling out for help, and you can't ignore that. Some 25 volunteers who found each other via social media have jumped into action. In the church parking lot, a volunteer backs up a big delivery truck. 
Others load cases of bottled water, food, snow shovels, and other supplies into the back. The driver heads up the road to San Bernardino Airport, where helicopters wait to fly the supplies up the mountain. Inside a hangar, yet more volunteers weigh the donations to calibrate each helicopter's load. This part of the operation is run by the California Disaster Airlift Response Team, or CalDART. It's a nonprofit all-volunteer group of pilots who fly their own helicopters. Ron Lovick is an incident commander. We can leave this airport and we can be anywhere on that mountain in 15 minutes and we can be right where it's needed. The helicopters are a lot faster and more agile than trucks. Paul Marshall is CalDART's president. Our uh, focus area today is Sky Park because the roads are worse than Sky Park. They still can't get as easily into that area. And many mountain residents still can't get out through the snow, like Kevin Connors in the small mountain town of Crestline, population about 9,000. He was able to crawl out of a window of his house and walk to a grocery store where the roof had collapsed. He feels like county officials have abandoned him. You know, they say they're going door to door, but they haven't looked at this street ever. There's no one that's ever walked up to my door or to our neighbor's doors. San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykus, who's leading the storm response, says he understands people's frustration, but there are priorities. We got to find those folks that are truly in dire need. If you're worried about, you know, your driveway getting plowed, those things become secondary, even though we're making great strides as a county. The county has set up a hotline, food distribution sites, and two shelters. Firefighters are going door-to-door to check for gas leaks. Meanwhile, CalDART volunteers say they'll continue to fly in supplies as long as they're needed. For the California Report, I'm Madison Ament in San Bernardino. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. San Francisco Assemblymember Matt Haney wants to make housing a human right in California and has introduced a state constitutional amendment to do just that. KQED's Vanessa Rancaño reports. A coalition of housing advocacy and civil rights groups co-sponsoring the bill rallied at the Capitol to show their support. Assemblymember Haney said the amendment wouldn't mean free housing for all, but it would push state and local government to ensure everyone has access to a safe and stable home. California has said that we're going to build over a million units of new affordable housing by 2030. Putting this in the Constitution will allow the people of California to hold us accountable to actually get that done. This isn't the first attempt to make housing a right in the state. In 2020, a similar bill died in the legislature during a session dominated by the COVID-19 pandemic. But Haney argues there's greater momentum behind the measure this year. For the California Report, I'm Vanessa Rancaño. Today, in honor of Women's History Month, we're recognizing Charlotta Bass. Bass is one of the first African-American women to own and operate a newspaper in the United States. She published the California Eagle from 1912 to 1951. 
and she took on the Ku Klux Klan, publishing a letter by the head of California's Klan that exposed a plot to frame local Black leaders. The Klan sued Bass for libel and lost. And that's the California Report for Thursday, March 9th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Turning now to a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, showers with thunderstorms also possible after 10 p.m. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall, temperature rising to around 43 by 10 p.m. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New rainfall amounts between 1 and 2 inches possible. Friday, showers mainly before 9 a.m., steady temperature around 46. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New precipitation amounts between half and three-quarters of an inch possible. Friday night. Showers likely. Mostly cloudy with a low around 38. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. A flood watch remains in effect this afternoon through Sunday morning for elevations below 4,000 feet. Excessive runoff may result in flooding of rivers, creeks, streams, and other low-lying and flood-prone locations. Creeks and streams may rise out of their banks, Flooding may occur in poor drainage and urban areas. A wind advisory also remains in effect from 4 p.m. this afternoon to 4 p.m. Friday. Southerly winds are predicted at 25 to 35 miles per hour with gusts of 45 to 55 miles per hour in the Central Valley and gusts of 50 to 70 miles per hour in the foothills and mountains. For Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, rain and snow becoming all rain after 7 p.m. The rain could be heavy at times. Some thunder is also possible. Snow levels 7,500 feet, rising to 8,200 feet after midnight. Low around 32. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New snow accumulation of less than 1 inch is possible. Friday. Rain and snow becoming all snow after 10 a.m. The rain and snow could be heavy at times. Some thunder is also possible. High near 39. Chance of precipitation is 90%. New snow accumulation of 3 to 7 inches is possible. Friday night. Snow before 1 a.m., then rain and snow between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., then snow after 4 a.m. Low around 27. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New snow accumulation of 2 to 4 inches is possible. Truckee and Lake Tahoe are currently under a flood warning, winter storm warning, and avalanche warning. Urban and small stream flooding caused by rain and snowmelt is expected along with periods of heavy snowfall, and high avalanche danger is expected in the mountains. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley... Tonight, showers with thunderstorms also possible after 1 a.m. Some of the storms could produce heavy rain. Low around 49. Chance of precipitation is 90%. New rainfall amounts between 3 quarters and 1 inch are possible. Friday, showers likely mainly before 8 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 59. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and half an inch possible. Friday night, showers likely. Mostly cloudy with a low around 47. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch are possible. Sacramento is also currently experiencing a flood watch and wind advisory, with flooding caused by excessive rainfall and snowmelt. We reached out to Steve Nelson, Caltrans Public Information Officer for District 3, and asked him if there were any concerns regarding avalanches or mudslides due to upcoming rains. Here's what he had to say. The avalanche areas are over on the Highway 50 side, so that's definitely going to be something we'll take 
keep an eye on. We have an actual avalanche control system up on the mountainside there. We don't really get avalanches on 80, but we do get slides, uh, mud slides and rock slides. Fortunately, we've had we had several projects within the last couple of years, what we call rock slope stabilization projects. This is up in the Truckee and east of Truckee area where the slides are most prevalent. So those areas are in better shape, and we haven't seen those slides this year, this winter, keeping our fingers crossed, um, like we have in pre- previous seasons. And hopefully that's a result or partially result of those improvement projects. Uh, Highway 20 and you know, 49, those are, again, problem areas where we have so much snow already built up. There's nowhere really to put it anymore. Um, and then if we get wet snow or rain plus that's going to create more problems over the next couple of days with this atmospheric river storm that the weather service is forecasting. So definitely, uh, you know, some areas of concern. I predict it's going to be a pretty busy and chaotic couple of days for us. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Nevada County released a survey in order to collect information from residents pertaining to their conditions during current weather events that can hopefully aid in providing the Office of Emergency Services in supporting the community during active and future storms. News Director Claudia Mendonca discussed the survey and more with Craig Griesbach, Director of Emergency Services. Let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell us what the Office of Emergency Services actually does? So the Office of Emergency Services does a lot of different things. One of the things that we do that's a primary role, especially in responding to emergency events like we have right now, is maintaining our emergency operations center in a state of readiness to make sure we're fully prepared, we're ready to go to respond immediately to any emergency that arises. We do a ton of community outreach as well throughout the time when we're not responding to emergencies, whether it be wildfire preparedness, storm preparedness, mitigating projects as far as what they can do to make their property and community safer. Um, we have a very robust outreach program with, with our team. Um, we do a ton of mitigation projects as well. So whether that be large-scale landscape fuel mitigation projects throughout the county to evacuation um, projects, such as our South County project that we have going on right now. Um, we also do um, a lot of proactive work through our strategic planning efforts. So when there are emergency events or things like that, how do we evacuate people? How do we care and shelter people? There's all these different planning efforts that we have in place that we respond to and use and leverage whenever we have events similar to the event that we're dealing with right now. How big is the staff? Is everybody full-time emergency services or do you guys pull from other departments? So it's a it's a mixed bag depending on day to day operations. Day to day operations, we have six full time positions in the Office of Emergency Services. When we activate our emergency operations center, similar to what we have now, it's a group of staff that are from all walks and shapes of life um, in different positions in the county. So we have accountants, we have engineers, we have staff within the OES department. Um, between there's over 20 people essentially in our emergency operations center. They respond to these events. We've had a lot of snow, and I know you guys have been working around the clock. When did you officially activate for this situation that we're in now? We activated our EOC on February 24th. 
and we've been operating, I believe this is operating period 13. So day 13, we've been open and active and mitigating um, a lot of the community needs and responding to the community needs. I've been talking to people and, and just kind of getting people's opinions about how this particular storm event compares to the previous big storm event, the thing that people like to call Snowmageddon. What are your thoughts? How does this event compare to the previous one? I would say it's it's fairly similar in a lot of ways, but also different. The last storm event, it was a very quick event over a period of days where it had very heavy snow, like Sierra cement that most locals know it to be. We had high winds combined with that. So it was a very swift event that caused more outages than we have this year and more damage in a lot of ways um, that we're seeing this year. Although this event this year is a series of different types of weather events over a longer period of time, and we've got more snow than last year. So it's a it's similar, but it's presenting some different challenges, especially in access and egress to a lot of our communities. Um, good thing we had a lot of less lessons learned last year. Um, so we've been leveraging those with partners responding to this event. It looks like, according to the National Weather Service, that we could get up to 10 inches of rain over the weekend. How is Nevada County OES preparing for that? So we're preparing for that in a bunch of different fronts. So we've been in close communication with the National Weather Service and all of our first responders. In the event that we have localized flooding, um, we have any damage to structures, we have soil subsidence with landslides and things like that. So we're prepared. All of our partners are staffed up through the weekend. Um, we have several CAL FIRE National Guard crews still on staff that can respond to incidents. So we're preparing that way, just based from staffing and response perspective. But we're also making sure our sandbag locations are supplied. We have four sandbag locations throughout the county. I think we went through 4,000 sandbags in the last um, two days. So really, we're preparing just for that water and the heavy rain that will be coming down. So hopefully we won't be as impacted as some of the valley communities are, are going to be impacted. Um, the good thing here is we have a lot of steep canyons and valleys that are fairly deep, so it can handle a little bit more rain in those periods without as many impacts compared to some of our flatland areas. Are there any concerns about storm drains on county roads or ditches being overwhelmed? I mean, that is always a concern, especially when we have had so much debris that we've had the last few days. It'll be interesting to see just how much snow melts and the period that it melts under, because that will uncover a lot of vegetation that we potentially don't even know about right now. So that is a primary concern. And our road crew has been out being proactive, working on those um, all day today. Craig, the county just put out a call for citizens to to take a survey. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, we put out a survey essentially is to get more information. So this is information about if you're, you have property that was damaged, are you without power? Are you without propane right now? Do you have connection to internet? Really to get a nexus of information that we can use to respond both now during this event, but also long-term when we're looking at recovery efforts. So when we're trying to get state assistance, state funding for private property owners, that will help make the case when we are working with state representatives and Cal OES. So the short term, though, we've, I think last I checked, we had around 350 respondents over the last day. Um, we can push this information to local 
propane providers in the Western Propane Gas Association and say, hey, these are all these people. This is the area that has the greatest need. Let's get some drivers out there so we can actually do real-time support from this data that the community provides. Where can people take this survey? They can take this survey at readynevadacounty.org slash storm info. Um, if you go on that website, you can take that survey. But also, if you are signed up for Code Red, you should have received that in via text and email. Um, that It's a direct link, essentially. And we've been working with the schools, Firewise communities, and many partners that will be sending out communication over the next couple of days. They will also have the link in it. And now, an essay by Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. I'm fond of saying under my breath, well, it could be worse. Don't ask me why. I have no memory of when I began this or what prompted it. Sometimes I hear myself and start to laugh. Always a good outcome. Real amusement, especially toward ourselves without rancor, improves our moods and boosts our immune systems. Read Norman Cousins if you don't believe me. Sometimes instead of laughing, I stop and think, is that really true? And review the facts. So far, I can always think of something worse. This reviewing points me toward gratefulness, in my case, a useful direction. Over the past three weeks, we've had a great deal of snow in my region, and it's about to begin to rain. The word a friend used to describe the deluge we're expecting started with blasphemy and ended with ton. You can create your own version. I don't need to remind locals what rain on top of snow can do to a flat roof, or which former restaurant beside Deer Creek is likely to feel a dampening in its kitchen floorboards by tomorrow noon. There's only one corner I take in this town that puddles up horribly, and I'm making plans not to take it, even though my car's chassis rides higher than most. The leak under my living room windows has been tarped. The cats, fractious already from the snows, have been warned. Yesterday, two friends got mad at each other for something that looked small to me, standing outside the issue. Often I feel annoyed about things like this, but I found in myself an extra reserve of patience and was able to help with the logistics. Miracles do occur. You're wondering, what the heck is the point, aren't you? Sorry, I'm meandering. The point is that we, like flat roofs, are overburdened right now, every one of us. Snow, rain, pandemic, isolation, politics, climate crisis, you name it. So if anything else crops up, like a slow driver in front of you or a broken pipe, we're ready to snap. Just remembering that and admitting it can help you, us, me, feel better and then have more bandwidth for patience. I don't learn these things until I've snapped seven or eight hundred times. So if you're still losing it, no harm, no foul. It makes sense. We've all been there and likely will be again. But it feels pretty great when you don't snap. I've heard all kinds of good stories about how people are helping each other through the ahem snowmageddon, which is not a word. Our public workers are staying up all night to fix things. Saints preserve them. But ordinary people impress me too. Going through neighborhoods and plowing every driveway. Chainsaw wielders working together to clear the roads. 
rides offered, sidewalks shoveled, coffee handed out. It's almost enough to make you believe in humanity again. Plus, don't forget about surprises. Yesterday, I took a wrong turn and ended up way down a country road, passing a herd of bison. Bison? I thought I was hallucinating, but there they were, nine of them, with shaggy heads as big as refrigerators and those unlikely narrow hips. You never know, do you? It's kind of wonderful. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's our newscast for this Thursday, March 9th. Visit us online at kvmr.org and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. KVMR gets support from Best Friends Animal Clinic on Highway 174 in Grass Valley, where doctors Melanie Curtis, Susan Klopfer, and staff provide comprehensive veterinary care for family dogs and cats. Information at bestfriends-animalclinic.com. And Wallace Design Studio Architects, providing architectural design for commercial, residential, and medical projects throughout California. Examples of recent projects include Insight Imaging, Culture Shock Yogurt, Cake Bakery, and Valor Oncology. More information available at wallacedesignstudio.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Julia Jem. Have a good evening and stay safe.